wanna thank you for flying with us We know you could've stayed home, just cried and cussed May all your guns go off if it's time to bust May all their tanks have time to rust They got the armies turning bullets into gold They got the hookers turning tricks into cold Look in the sky, wait for missiles to show It's finna blow, cause they got the TV, we got the truth They own the judges and we got the proof We got hella people, they got helicopters They got the bombs and we got the, we got the, we got the my great pleasure to welcome Mario Souza for the second time uh, to a meeting of the Stalin Society. Mario Souza is a member of the Communist Party of Sweden, a very important member of the Communist Party of, of Sweden, and Mario Souza is the kind of worker theoretician we wish to reproduce and enlist in our party on a huge scale. He's a bus driver, but he's also a theoretician and he's done wonderful research on the question of um, lies about the Soviet Union, exposing them by reference to literary sources and statistical abstracts and, and material published before the collapse of the Soviet Union as well as published subsequently. And he's able to expose Robert Conquest uh, as being not a historian, but a police spy, a police agent who actually manufactured figures at the instance of the U.S. administration, U Ukrainian fascists, and, and of course the CIA, and, and our own intelligence agencies like the MI5 and MI, MI6. That is the kind of historian he is. And of course, he was, uh, his work was extremely useful, what Maria Souza and his pamphlet calls useful idiots, i.e. professors, journalists, etc. We distribute to them they didn't have to do any work, they didn't have to do any research, they read a few lines and propagated them through the media, you know, um, it started from anti-Soviet lies, started with the Hearst Press in the United States of America and Hearst Press at one time had a circulation of 30 million daily through its various publications. So this work, dirty work, has been going on and this lover and defender of the free world, the United States of America, is the chief instigator of these lies followed very closely by the great Democrats of the British ruling class. So I won't stand between you and Mario. Um, his normal rules do not apply to him. So don't expect him to finish in 50 minutes. He'll take longer and you must uh, show patience because we don't have a chance to see him again very easily. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me here to talk. Uh, English is not my language, so I hope you understand me. I was my name is Mario Sosa. I'm born in Portugal, and I live in Portugal until uh, 1970. I was then uh, 20 years old, and all the Portuguese boys in this age was taken to make the colony, colonial war in, uh, in Angola, Mozambique, Guinea. You know, Portugal is, was a fascist state, and have colonies in, in, in Africa. So many of the young boys uh, like me in this age uh, escaped from the army and ran the country. And that's why I came to Sweden. And I stay in Sweden from the, from I was 20, now I am 65, uh, 65 years old. And uh, uh, I'm a normal working man, 
I've been working in a lot of different works in, in the Sweden must factories. And uh, the last 37 years, I've been working as a bus driver. So I'm a bus driver. Yeah. Hey. And we never came to the, to the stop at 20 minutes late. It's, it's a shame. Okay. Anyway, uh, yes, I'm going to talk about these men, Robert Conquest. Uh, most of the historians use this man uh, to uh, go against uh, Soviet Union, the capitalist historians, yeah. And it's important to talk about him. He's dead now. But the, the, the lies are just going on. And uh, I read this, some of these uh, uh, texts when he's there from the Telegraph, from the National Review, and from the Guardian. And uh, it was interesting to see that all these uh, journalists uh, are um, making uh, this uh, conquest like a hero, and uh, they never expose uh, the, the lies of conquest. Uh, I think the most uh, uh, worst of this one is the text of the National Review, because the Guardian uh, wrote uh, some, some amusing text uh, exposing a little bit of conquest and telling that he never showed the proofs of what he's saying. And uh, then the National Review makes a, a text against the Guardian, who goes like, what to make of the Guardian's shameful uh, conqu uh, Robert Conquest Abitori? Yeah. Uh, and uh, what I want to say is that this is going on. Nobody uh, take care about what they're saying about uh, uh, conquest. It is the hero of the bourgeoisie. And he is the hero of the bourgeoisie because if conquest falls, then many are going to fall. Yeah. But who was this conquest indeed? Nobody talks who was this man. And that's why I think it's very important uh, to go. Conquest, Robert Conquest was a very unknown person. A very unknown person until 1968-69 when this book this book came out. It's a big, big book, you know. It's not a little book, it's an enormous book. And there's uh, the great terror, Stalin purges in the, the 30s. He makes a name when this book came out. For the first time, he was a very known person. So uh, he, ta he, he tells lots of histories in this book that uh, nobody can go and see if it's true or not true. You can look at the sources of this book and you can follow the sources of this book. It's not possible to, to follow the sources to see if it's true or not true. Uh, so, is the, uh, so when this book came out with some tremendous histories against Soviet Union, against Stalin, against socialism, it's, it's a very big... Uh, mm, push against the people who likes, uh, uh, who likes uh, uh, Soviet Union and socialism. It's, uh, it's bad for all of us. Many people were afraid of this propaganda. Most of people in the universities, teachers and journalists, and, and the, they don't go against the conquest. They were afraid to go against conquest. Many people with sympathizers of socialism 
they left socialism. And of course, for us, it's just, if you read this book, you put it apart like liars, or you are afraid to continue to be an adept of the socialism. Uh, that's, the, that's when the man was beginning to be known. It's 1968. Before that, he had written some books, uh, uh, but they were quite different. Because this book is plenty of lies, very complicated issues. And he, I don't think, really, this is only the work of one person of, of Grover Conquest. This is a time work of experts who, to make lies on Soviet Union. That's my opinion. Before that, he wrote some other books, but these books are a little different from this one. He is very much against Soviet Union, always find a way to criticize Soviet Union, but and Stalin, but he makes some some balance in, in this, just not only lies. Uh, so this is the difference. And 1968-69, he came with this book. So many people uh, think uh, what to do. And most, most of the citations in the, in the media in this time, it was the, the press, the, the newspaper, and in the, in the universities, most of the citations, it came from only one page in the book. Because it's very concrete page. It's the page when conquest gave us how many people was in the camps, in the working camps in Soviet Union. And this is a, a copy of the page. I want to show you that. Maybe you have seen it before. But political prisoners. And look, this is only for political prisons he is talking about. Huh? It's not including criminals. John, political prisoners in, in, the, in the working camps. And he says, yes, in jail and camps, there was five million in 37. And in 38, 37, 38, they arrest seven million people. It makes 12 million people in the camp. And then they kill one million oh, or two millions. And it's three millions less. So he put in cap uh, uh, captivity nine million people in 1930, in the end of 1938, beginning of 1939. You know, these kinds of uh, 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 numbers are very uh, dramatic for a normal person. What's wrong? I don't want to be with this uh, Soviet Union, with this socialism, because this is terrible. And this is only, this is only for the, the political prisoners, because conquests say the, the common prisoners are about two or three times more than the political prisoners. So you have uh, three times more this. You know, you have between 25 million or 30 million people in the working camps. It's, it's a crazy, uh, because you must be aware that in this time you have uh, about uh, 170 million people in the in Soviet Union, you know. And uh, normally, uh, I don't know if it goes for Britain, but normally, uh, if you have a population of a, a country, you have uh, young people, the, the people in the working age, and the old old people. And this is goes for about one third. So, so how is it possible? Because all these people who is in the camps is, is about the working age. 
So it is. You see, it's a, uh, it's a very uh, a situation that is not credible because if you have uh, uh, about uh, uh, one third of uh, just maybe, uh, it's about 60 million people in the working age in Soviet Union in this time, 60 million people, and you have 25 or 30 million people in jail. It's not the people. If you, if you want to, if you want to make a normal, a normal thinking, if you are a, a professor in the university, if you are a journalist with, with some honor, and you make some thinking about these these numbers, you understand this is not possible. But nobody, uh, nobody uh, is going to say this is not true. They, they still. Uh, Go on in these in these numbers, and uh, not only that, not only that. Yeah, uh, how many people is dead? How many people die during the Stalin years? You know, and he makes uh, this is also from from the text from the same almost the same page in the text here, and he says uh, he makes some speculations about. How you can uh, um, you can think of uh, the possibilities of uh, the people who is dying, uh, and it came to the, the conclusion that does you get a figure of twenty million dead, which is almost certainly too low, and might require an increase of fifty percent or so. We're talking about ten million people, just or so, you know. Uh, as the David Balanto of the Stalin for 20, so it is incredible. A person can write it and is is uh, is distributed for the universities in all this uh, Western world and uh, for the journalists, and nobody goes against that. 20 percent is 20 million people, you know, and. Uh, he makes a, an error in this book. He makes an error. Uh, uh, he, he, he writes very interesting thing. You know, he also writes the citat from the book. You know, he writes that historical truth can is ears, uh, hearsay and rumor. He, he writes no particular credence can be attached to official pronouncements. Uh, many of which indeed are extravagant falsehoods. The truth uh, can thus only speculate in form of hearsay. He, he said that of, about Soviet Union. And uh, of course, not uh, all hearsay and not all rumor is true. On political matters, basically the best, sought not the infallible uh, source, is rumor at high political or police level. No journalist and no historian, no researcher can rely on hearsay of rumor to make history, and absolutely not in political or police level, because these people are going to lie. Every kind of lie for you. This is clear for everybody who is interested in history. So we must live with these men with these lies for many years, but. Uh, and uh, this, this is not the, the lies that we have uh, must live with in this time. All these 
is going on for a lot of time before conquest, during the conquests, in many newspapers uh, in uh, all around the, the world. Because in some way, in some way, the these conquests and the histories of conquest, they appear everywhere in the world. How it happens, nobody knows. But you have a history uh, is in many countries in the same time. It's, it's uh, nobody understands how it, is it hap happened, was it possible. And the, 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 the campaign against Stalin in Soviet Union is in many newspapers. Let me show you some pictures. This is caricatures of the, the Morning Post. You know, you see, uh, the five years massacre is the five years plan. And the, the some other plot, uh, plot, 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 uh, constant fear of assassination. You know, this is uh, millions and millions of newspapers all over the world producing these cartoons. And uh, Stalin is uh, uh, playing with the death. And uh, they, uh, they spread this rumor that Stalin goes on the drugs, the drugs, you know, that's why the, the problem with him. You know. And uh, of course, workers of the world unite, you know, this, the massacre of the Stalin. So this is the cartoons all over the world. So the, the campaign against Stalin and against the uh, Soviet Union is enormous. And I show, this is uh, one uh, picture. It came from uh, a book that the Ukrainians, uh, fascists in, uh, uh, Ukrainian fascists in Canada uh, give up, gave, uh, made public. And this is, they say, during the Soviet Union, there is a, a big uh, famine, famine, yeah, uh, in uh, Ukrainian and Several million of people die there. Uh, and they take the pictures, a very, you know, or, horrified picture of, of uh, uh, young people, of children in a family with, with no food. But they go and take the picture from one organization was uh, active when there was a, a big family in 1922 in all the Soviet Union. And uh, this, this is shown by a, a Canadian historian and journalist, uh, Toto, Douglas Toto. Uh, it reproduced from, from his, uh, his book. But these histories are going all over the world, against Soviet Union, against Stalin. So we live with that. We live with that. We didn't know what to do. Uh, you just, as I say, you put it apart, you don't believe in these histories, or you give up uh, socialism. That's it. Until until one particular year is the year of 1978, and this indeed the Guardian here in London who put some through in the in the streets. You know, uh, the Guardian. This is the paper here. I have some copies. Somebody who is very interesting. I should. Everybody should read this. This is the paper of the garden. What happens in this day? In this day, happens that 
a, a secret organization, an organization of the secret series, British secret service, which is called IFD, Information Research Department, gets to an end, gets to an end, and uh, uh, they make public that is get to an end. This organization, nobody knew about that, is paid with the secret funds, and the, the parliament did know about this organization, and the, the public, of course, did know about this organization. And this organization, uh, the history comes from. The organization was start after the Second World War for the, the Labour government of Apple. Started in 1947. Yeah. And uh, the main target of the organization is uh, uh, in the third world, hitting back at Russian propaganda as hard as we could. And uh, Atlee said that we are losing the ideological fight in the third world. Therefore, this, we need this organization. And this, uh, and interesting, uh, the organization is working uh, from all these years, from 47 to 78. Nobody knows about this. It's 40 years of, of work uh, and spreading lies about the Soviet Union. Uh, the Soviet section, uh, it was, uh, they have uh, 20 peoples in the beginning. When the, so and when the organization finished, they have 60 people. 60 people working five days a week, eight hours a day, just making lies on Soviet Union to spread all over the world. That, that's, that's the, this they, they, they tell us here. And uh, one particular interesting passage I show you after. Because even the observer on the Sunday after this Friday uh, uh, get all the story of this organization. Not all the story, but uh, quite a lot. of uh, We know quite a lot from these two newspapers. Uh, I think uh, this is a lesson also for the left. For the left that thinks that this is not possible to do. Just build up an organization, a tremendous organization. And put lies of, uh, uh, against another country like that. And the organization is built in this way. They make the lies here in London, in the Foreign Office, uh, special department, and after they distribute it all over the world. And uh, they have one man, one agent of DRD in every consulate, in every embassy all over the world. British consulate and embassy all over the world. And these men have the the, uh, the his job of this man is to have good contacts between uh, journalists and people uh, in the universities. And uh, no, this man never say his work for ERD. No, the, he says that he's, uh, he has some papers from uh, the British Foreign Office. This is true. You can make public. You can use it uh, in your lessons in university or in your newspaper. But you cannot say it came from the Foreign Office. And in all the world, you know, you have this, the telegraphs and you have the times. All these papers spread all this information. So you make it here in one day and in one week you have this in all over the world. And that's the, the, the stories of conquest, 
are going on in all over the world. But this organization might also something that is very bad because, you know, the English middle class, when they buy the Times or the Telegraph, they want to know that what is there, it's true. Oh, it's not completely false anyway. But this organization uh, don't care about the rule that it was only for the third world. Only for the black people don't go to, to socialism. So they make also connection in England and 100, 100 of the best journalists were in the list of this organization. It's uh, incredible that uh, these journalists never uh, thought about asking if it was good or not, but they just producing all the lies, even here in London. I, I give you a picture of uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, they have people in the in the parliament, spreading these, uh, these lies too. And uh, uh, there are writers connected with Financial Times, five from the Times, two from the Observer, five, five from the Sunday Times, five from the Telegraph, six from the Economist, one from the Daily Mail, two from the Mirror, one from the uh, Sunday Mirror, and one from the Express. And the, the Guardian journalists on the lists, on the IRD lists, were uh, Ella Pick, uh, Michael Seaman, Jan Wright, and Victor Zora. I, I don't know these names, probably these people is very old or, or, or not working now. So, this making also in Britain, all these lies, spreading these lies, and this is because this IRD organization during the years developed contacts with the Nazis, new Nazis in Germany, in other countries. And this is, could be a very big uh, uh, scandal. So that's why they finish with organization. Formal, formal. Because they changed the name of the organization and still it exists today. Uh, the organization in the beginning is called uh, Communist information department. Then they changed the name to uh, uh, the yeah, information research department. And now, I think it still exists now, the name is uh, uh, Oversee Information Department. Overseas Information Department. So, what is special with that? The special is that, is that, uh, sorry, is that here, for the first time, we're going to know who conquest was. In this little part, they say, Robert Conquest, the schooler and author, who have been frequently critical of the Soviet Union, was one of those who worked for the ARD. He was in the ARD until 1956. So, the man was making all the stories, just was a paid agent of the Secret Service. Nothing else. But if you read the books of Conquest before 56 and after 56, because you see, he finished 56, but what is he done? What, what is, where, where he goes? What he do? And he, he began to produce books like this one. This is after 56. 
And you see, there's a, a difference because in these books. Because the first books, they call it like gray propaganda. Gray propaganda is if you take something that happens in Soviet Union that is not positive. Like if you have some problem in some city or part of some city with people is drinking, drinking very much, or if there are some people uh, pushing each other in some part of Soviet Union. So you make a story of that and telling that this is going on in all the Soviet Union. This is great stories. But after 56, he never, he don't write great stories. He writes really lies. It's no fundamental at all for what he's writing. And that's why uh, he gives a clue what he's making. Because after 56, he appears in California as a, a job in the university, researcher and teacher in the university, and uh, he has a job in the Houston uh, Foundation. So this man was boss from the IRD to the CIA. And the CIA don't write gray histories. They write black histories. And that's what the, the, this fellow is going. He's going to, the, the, to work for the CIA. And here, here, even in the Guardian, you can see that during the, the ages of the IRD, and the IRD, much, the conquest is much one of the big uh, bosses in the IRD, and the, they were collaborating also with the CIA. And uh, of course, uh, uh, now we know more or less, but how many people in the left have read this? I don't think many people have read this history. So people is going on thinking about uh, uh, that much, anyway, much of the propaganda against Soviet Union is true. And this is bad. Of course, uh, many things happens in Soviet Union. You have the Khrushchev period and after he came Gorbachev. And uh, there was a, a big campaign, a big campaign in, in uh, in the Western Union, in Western Europe, uh, a big campaign to make the Gorbachevs open the Soviet ar uh, archives. Archives? Uh, archives. And uh, Gorbachev is pressed to open the archives because the archives were not uh, closed. Uh, it's just uh, they opened for uh, Soviet research, but not, not the research of other countries. But uh, Gorbachev opened the archives. And all these people who was uh, making stories about Soviet Union, they say, the day they open the archives, you will find that, that we are telling the truth. We are telling the truth. And they say this during 40 years. And nobody could think that someday they are really going to open the archives. That's why they could say that. Okay, uh, open the archives. Oh, no, no. Of course, now Gorbachev opened the archives. And this is like a, a piece of sugar for the flies in all Europe. So these groups of, uh, of uh, uh, researchers from uh, Europe, from France, from Poland, other countries, I think also from England, from Portugal, and from the USA, they came to make this research in the, in the, the Soviet Archives. 
and uh, this is what very important. But meanwhile, meanwhile, the for I think I think the the CIA and Robert Contest understood that now is a dangerous position. It's a dangerous position. He's going to discover that this we are these stories we're making not true. You have the archives. So what imperialism do? They give you another book, the same book, telling this is the truth, and this is what is happening in the archive. That is what it makes. It makes the same book huh? uh, with the same figures, the same figures, and say everything the same. And they say, now, let me, let me present, this is the book, yeah. And Robert Conquest writes here, in the beginning of the book, while the new material extends our knowledge, it confirms the general soundness of the account given in the great tale. You know, this improvised never disarm. Never. If they disarm, they die. If they disarm, there are no more prophets. They, they never desire. So they make a new book. And this book is for free for thousands, thousands of, of people in the universities uh, and the journalists in the big newspapers all over Europe, all over the world, for free. And uh, not for me. I buy it, of course. <laughs> but I know the people in the University of Uppsala the researchers, they got it for free. Yeah. Because they won't read it again. And one man, a very uh, special person, and the person is very famous in Sweden, he was the secretary of the Swedish Academy. Is the man, the Academy is the one who chose the Nobel Prize in Literature. And he was the secretary for about 10 years. But before he was the secretary of the Swedish Academy, he was just a writer with some tendencies of being in the lab, yeah, a kind of Trotsky's lab. But he was kind of left. So he read this book and he leave the left completely and write a paper. Oh, it's terrible. Look, this, this, is, this is what is going on in Soviet So. They achieve, they achieve the, the, their proposal. They make these uh, people in the university, journalists, be interested and reproduce their lives once again. But of course, sometimes the truth is coming. Uh, it's a pity that uh, uh, the papers who came and show the truth only reads of, of a, uh, a little circle of persons. The, per, the first paper, the first researcher who have been in, really have been in the in the, the Soviet archives and making research. The first paper is a, a French paper, L'Histoire, uh, and this really uh, a paper for I think it's kind of paper also in, in Britain like that for people who is interested in 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 in, in, in history. And the, these people have been there. They have a group of first researchers who have been there. And 1993, they put these pictures in the, in the, in the, in this, in the, they make an article. And the, 
the guy who makes the article is Nicholas Vest. You probably don't know. He's the son of a very uh, known person who makes a very good book on the uh, on, uh, Soviet Union, you know. That. But uh, the son is not like that. The son is just a people who sell his, himself for the money, nothing else. And uh, he's the chief of research of the National Center of Scientific Research. So he went with a team in the Soviet archive and made this research. He cannot, he cannot came from there and telling lies because this is a team of researchers. The other people is not going to align. And this Nicholas Vett is one of those who wrote this black uh, black book of the of the uh, of the, the communists, you know, who came to, for some years ago. So he is very much against socialism, against communism, against Soviet Union. But he must give the right numbers. And the right numbers are totally, completely different. For the first time, you see the right number. difficult for you to see, but 38 uh, in the camp, in the beginning of 39, 1,300,000. And the, the conquest is tens of of thousands, uh, uh, tens of, of millions. What, what is it possible? It's quite a different. This is the first, the second one, I think the most uh, important for me, the, the best, is uh, the American Historical Review. It comes in all the universities in all the world. Well, the universities who have the money to buy it, but in uh, Uppsala University, it comes also. And all over the world, you, you have it. If you want to have, make some research, you can, you can make research. So they have a very special, this is a very known, uh, the American Historical Review is a very known newspaper all over the world. And I think one of the best uh, historical uh, newspaper all over the world. They have the money, they can make the research and make very good articles. Not in, only in Soviet Union, but all history in different parts of the world. Interesting. They make a special, uh, a special newspaper just on the Soviet and, and the research. And these are three people. It's uh, Ashkerti uh, from USA. Is Lutherspond uh, is from Poland, and Zimsov from uh, Russia. These people are not socialists, not communists. They just want to go make a good job, like researchers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what they came to, it's, uh, well, let me make some propaganda. This is the figures I give in, in this paper that I wrote for many years ago. Uh, it's the same tabelle, you know. But here you have a clear picture of what we're talking about. Look, remember uh, this. Year 39, this conquest told us, told us is about 12 millions and 3 millions are there. And this is 12 million political prisoners and we're three times more normal prisoners. So it's about between 25 millions or 30 million people in the camp. So look, 1 million 300 people in the working camp. It's quite a different figure. And how many, how many are political prisoners? 
154,000. So this is really showing the line of conquest. And look, during all the time, the restoring time, they have a very, very uh, hard time during the war. And uh, the people get more prisons, and after the war, the situation was very difficult. It's missing 25 million houses. And many people have difficult to find uh, something to work or something uh, uh, to eat. And uh, it was a very, very difficult situation. I'm sure you know about that. And this difficult situation can be that the normal people that should not be a criminal in a normal way is uh, make something, same move to get something he needs. And of course, he gets in prison. And that's uh, two and a half million as, as the most in the camps, in the open uh, prisons. You know, they have also this uh, prison that you uh, work outside during the day and, uh, and after in the night you go and sleep in the prison. And uh, uh, all, all the people in this political, in this uh, custody is about two and a half million. As, as the most in solitude uh, is not uh, 30 million as the conquest has said. That's what they find in this American historical American historical review. And uh, this is interesting. I made another uh, research when I write. I made the research about how many people is in the in prison in the States, just to make a comparison. You know. Are they less? Are they? Well, I find that all the correctional population of the States from 90 to 97 is just going up all the time. And there are six million people, correctional population. Some are in jail, some are outside. But these are the people who are uh, judged for some criminals. It's big safe, and it's 2.9% of the adult population in the state. And now, before I came here, and I, I must make it equal. This is for the year 2000, is these figures are in the internet, anybody can take these figures. This is about 7 million people. You know. It's more than 3%, I, I think it's about 3.1 or 3.2% of the population with uh, uh, like uh, criminals in the States, because the situation is terrible, is terrible for about 50 million who live in poverty. Uh, and that's why the people also became uh, criminals. And uh, so, this takes us to the conclusion, and this is an important conclusion, that uh, there are more people in the USA than ever in the Soviet Union. And then ever, you know. Uh, is a maximum of 2.5 million in prison in Soviet Union is 2.4 uh, percent of the adult population, but uh, in uh, in the states you, you have more than three percent, and the state is the big, the richest uh, country that ever exists. So you don't need to have that. It's, it's plenty of richness if you want to to make these people living 
well and living uh, happy, you can make it. But uh, they're still in prison because they are, have uh, this hard situation in life that uh, they dealt with criminality and they, they end in prison. So, uh, yes, and about the people was uh, done to death in uh, in Soviet Union. Because this is uh, very difficult. I I made some figures here. I said it must be most 100,000 people. But uh, after that, I read some more books and make some more studies. I think it's very hard to know how many people were really uh, uh, done to death in the Soviet Union and really uh, was killed in Soviet Union. But uh, Ashketi was making some research and uh, he finds some reports from the, the cross of time and he, and he makes in this statement in the, in the London Review of Books. So this is an official newspaper. Is an official research, and he says that it might we might presume that the total number of arrests in the great purges was all well under a million, and the total number of executions was near 31,000. And Congress says it's about one million executions, just for you to get the size of the lives of these people, but. There are worse than conquest. There are worse. A completely crazy man that you have heard many times uh, spoke thinking about. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yes. This man, this man, it uh, is a Nobel Prize in literature, 1970. Yeah. And uh, they gave him the prize. It's a political prize. Of course, it's a political prize. Like the prize they give the, the woman this year is a political prize because it's, it's, she's from the, the Belarus and they want to put uh, some fight against Belarus. That's what they give the woman the prize. But the essays, 110 million Russians died victims of the socialism. And, and if you go on text, you, uh, let me tell the story. The man was in, uh, uh, living in Schweiz. Switzerland, Switzerland. And uh, they invite him to Spain. Why? 1976. Because Franco died 75. And 75 is a lot of people striking the industry and crying for democracy. Not only communists or socialists, even Christians. Everybody got together and make big groups of all kinds of people, even liberals, against the fascists. Fascists still in power. And the king, the, king, the king of Spain well, is a triste uh, <laughs> fellow. No. But anyway, Eden, he doesn't want to have this fascist in power because he, he wants to have a democrat. He, he wants to come to any country in the world and receive as a, a fellow democrat and with plenty of money. And the, the royal family of Spain also you know, is a Franco who put them in power, but anyway. So the fascists have not, is losing uh, a place in politics in Spain. Everybody was against this. So they need somebody to just help them. It's a cry for help 
they took this socialists to the bullfighting in Madrid. Just the pretext that he was going to the bullfighting. And for, by the way, they make an interview in the Saturday evening, 8 o'clock, in the, the main uh, uh, TV channel in Spain. And they give him more than one hour to talk against the Soviet Union. So this is an impact in the Spanish public, just for those, they don't reclaim democracy. They don't, they say, the Socialists say, if you want democracy now, after it comes communism, he says that in the interview. And he says, 110 million Russians. So he says, this is the period of 15 years, is from the collectivization to the end of the war, from 1930 to 1945. The Russians have killed 110,000 million of uh, this, the communists have killed 110 uh, millions of uh, Russians. This is not possible because this, uh, the whole society is about at this time. At that time, was about uh, uh, was about 200 million persons. You cannot take whole half of the society like that. And what he says, he says. They killed 66 millions during the collectivization. The communists killed these people, those who don't want to go in the collective uh, farmers. 66 million. And then they, they, those who were arranged for 40 million people to die during the Second World War. And what he, why he says that? Because he says uh, the, uh, the Second World War, you don't need to make the war. The Soviet government should make a compromise with Hitler. And what Hitler wants? Hitler wants Ukraine. So give them to the Ukraine, you don't have the war. You don't, nobody dies. That's the, the, the ideology of, of the socialism. Of course, this is not possible to do. And nobody wants to do that. Ukrainian people is, is a part of, was a part of the Soviet Union, and there are no compromises in Soviet Union with the Nazi But you see, these people, this guy is still going on. In the newspapers, in history researchers, using him for a fight against the Soviet Union. And, uh, and uh, of course, who is talking about them? It's dishonest journalists, writers, and academics like Anton, Anton Weaver, uh, Simon Montefiore and Applebaum, maybe you have heard these people, these, the books of these people. Terrible books, like in this size, but just only lies. And every time, uh, quotation of conquest and of sociology. So all these books are much a result of this book. The quotation, the conquest, as the other from the America. American Historical Review didn't exist. And they write just what interviews wants. And I was discussing that with, uh, with a, uh, a friend of mine. And there are many more than that, of course, uh, in universities and elsewhere. I was discussing with a friend of mine and told me, these people are the prostitutes of the information. I told, no, this is not right. This is not right. This is not right because 
uh, these people, you know, uh, prostitutes, there are people who came in a very special situation in life, very dramatic situation in life, and goes on in this very big problem on prostitution. Uh, most of the people in prostitutes are human beings like us. You should not say like that. No, these people are the mercenaries, the mercenaries of the information. Because the mercenaries, and then I think of the mercenaries, you know, the, the, the French legionaries in Algeria, you know. They go in the schools where the kids are uh, 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 reading and uh, learning to read, and they cross the, the windows and they catch uh, and grenades uh, through the windows and uh, machine guns all the kids. And that, the same make the, the mercenaries of South Africa when they came in Angola and in the schools of the kids in, in Angola. Because they're killing the, the, the future. And the Portuguese mercenaries, they go in Angola and Mozambique and they go in the village that they know somebody is uh, uprising and they kill everybody, women, children, men, everybody in the, in the whole village. That is the mercenaries. And that's what these people is. Yeah. Is the, the mercenaries of information. And the, the mercenaries also of the education, because many of them are teachers in the university, in the schools. You find the books, they use the books of conquest, the books of the IRD and the CIA to make the course of history in where they, where they learn people. And of course, he must make a, have a medal before he dies. He, he makes the, the medal of freedom. Bush gave him a medal of freedom, of course, because he must have a medal, because this guy worked all his life for imperialism and for the, the profits of the capitalists, all his life. So he gave, gave him a medal before he dies. Yeah. And the, I know the family of Bush and the family of conquest, they meet uh, before regularly for some, some dinner together. You know. Very nice. Yeah. But when you have this, comrades, when you have this, uh, uh, I have uh, some considerations here. Uh, what you do in all this, uh, what happens, uh, all this propaganda against uh, Stalin, Soviet Union, against socialism. So, of course, you must learn, you must read, you must discuss with your comrades, and that is uh, very important. But uh, you must stay with the truth. Uh, it's hard sometimes to stay with the truth in, the, in the, your working place. For me, among the drivers, I must stay with the truth. I must say what I see. I must have these discussions. Everybody must have these discussions. Stay with the truth and stay with socialism. Of course, we must make the discussion in the level of these people who are listening to us. And in university, it might be in uh, uh, some uh, kind of discussion. In my working place, of course, it's going to be another kind of discussion. But stay with this discussion. Stay with the truth. Stay with the socialism. And stay with Stalin, because the Stalin is the truth for the socialism. Yes. Thank you.
has really, it's like wine cellars, giving you a taste so that you can buy from his stock. He has given you a spirited overview of his pamphlet. But there's no substitute for reading the actual text because it gives you lots and lots of figures and facts which cannot be presented yeah. in a brief presentation to the Stalin Society. But it was very important for us to have Mario in person. So you know, not, not many people believe Mario actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> they, still, they still believe Robert Conquest is alive, but they don't think uh, Mario does. But this pamphlet must be read. And before you go, and you're not allowed to leave unless you buy at least one copy of this, this, this pamphlet of this, even if you already possess it, give it to somebody else. Buy more than one copy. We need to spread it. Um, Stalin Society had run up these pamphlets, and the Communist Party of Great Britain, Marxist Leninist, just had 1,000 copies printed. And we are keen to spread them. And the sooner they go, the better, because we want to print more as soon as we got some, some, some money. And all that remains for me, before you ask any questions, etc., yeah. is to thank Mario on your behalf for coming here all, all, all the way and uh, give him a big applause. <laughs>